What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Four Verts Podcast. Uh, as usual, this episode's just going to be breaking down uh, the Week 2 matchups. So, thank you for tuning in. Let's get it. boys um week two in the books uh we all got wins actually all of our teams got wins this weekend that's big against lesser competition albeit but uh wins a win so Sid start us off uh y'all got a big win against Kennesaw State so tell us about it yeah uh like I said last week it really doesn't tell me a whole lot like um I guess it does tell me that we're not quite as like bad or unprepared week to week as I thought I mean obviously they're a terrible team but we came at least we came out with a game plan and, and executed it well. Obviously, with them running the triple, the, the scoreboard didn't get as lopsided. They limit possessions well. Um, but when we did get those possessions, um, we were efficient on offense. We finally had some explosive plays. Uh, really, just that was kind of something we needed to see because last week the the offensive game plan was just it seemed so bland and it was just very. Uh, not explosive. So it was good to see that. Um, I mean, really penalties, penalty wise, we're, I think we're tied for second in the country and least amount of penalized team. Um, I think we have two all year. I don't think we had one all game uh, this past week. So that's a major improvement. Um, and Jordan looked good. Again, lesser competition, but he's making the right reads, doing what he needs to do, standing in the pocket more. Uh, we, we definitely rolled him out less. He made a lot more throws from the pocket, and they were on the money. So um, credit to him there. Um, obviously, it still don't tell us, tell us, like, you know, exactly what kind of team we are. It doesn't give me a ton of confidence, especially going into this week. But, um, you know, I, I think we shared the ball better. Uh, Dante got more touches, and he's still just so explosive. Um He's really kind of between the tacklers runner, but he just he finds a hole and hits it. And he's he's gonna get you at least five yards. It's it's insane what he can do with the ball and as little touches as he gets. Jamias got shaken up, but um he was a lone turnover on the game and he was like in scrub scrub time at the end of the game. But he looked good at the in the first half, had a couple of carries. So I still think we gotta get him more carries. Um and then Jordan Mason, I know he had a rough week blocking wise last game pass protection and then blocking like when we did run um two back sets but this week he he made that a point uh there were a few times where it was noticeable that he he about hurt somebody out there so um good to see him out there actually you know improving from week to week um i really two plays made gave them uh touchdowns just two long plays uh, one was a triple uh, to the edge, and they pitched it, and we, we didn't have good pursuit. Cornerback got cut, 
um, which they actually did a good job all all game of shedding those those cut blocks on the perimeter and and making them take it wide. Um, didn't do it on that play, and then one we just played the ball poorly in the air on a, a last ditch effort on a deep ball, and they scored. So really, I think the game was more lopsided than it appears on the scoreboard, considering the offense they run and that offense is kind of designed where if you're not going to win the game, if you're a lower level team, they're just going to limit your possessions and you got to you got to do with what you get. So um, it was nice to actually go and just sit there and watch us do what we were supposed to do. It still doesn't give me a ton of confidence. Um, game coach in-game coaching, I think, was better. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of situations where you felt like, you know, we necessarily needed to be great in, in in-game coaching, timeout usage, all that kind of stuff. But at least there wasn't anything that was just significantly noticeable that we were just stupid on. So um, I don't know. We'll see how things go this, this upcoming week, and then we'll get more into that game later on. But um, just hopefully see some more improvement in this next this, this next week. What's the deal with uh, with Jeff Sims? So Jeff was emergency use only this past week. So uh, like for example, Jordan's helmet came off on two separate plays, and we ran Trad Beatty out there um, just to run a play. So he he was seriously like emergency use. He was dressed. He had a brace on his elbow, like kind of one of those like knee braces, but it looked similar to that. So I guess it was a hyperextension issue on his elbow. So they put a brace on there. Um, he's practicing. Uh, I know that he's available. The talks and the presser are, um, you know, he's probably going to get a shot. So I think they know who's going to start. I don't, they're obviously not going to say it. It gives, it makes no sense to come out and say who's going to play. Um, Cause I think they both offer different things. So you kind of make Clemson prepare for both. Not that it really matters in my opinion, but you know, you still kind of play that, that chess match there. But I, I think Jordan's got to get a shot. Jordan's done nothing to say, all right, once Jeff's healthy, we got to get him back on the field. You know, as of right now, every every down he's been out there, I mean, he's smart with the ball. He's safe with it. He doesn't offer you as much in the run game. Um, Jeff is a lot more explosive in that aspect. But Jeff would have to come a long ways in terms of being sharp and decisive and putting the ball where it needs to be to, to take that playing time away from Jordan, in my opinion. So... I think we'll see. I think we'll see Jordan, um, and then if it gets to the ball to the point where we can't move the ball, we can't do what we're trying to do. We're going to give Jeff a shot again. So I think that's kind of where we're at in the quarterback competition. I hear you. Anybody else yeah, got anything? So. All righty. No, I will. I, mean, I will say. I will. I will say. We did. I forgot. I didn't even touch on it, but I've been kind of questioning about the receiver position. But we definitely spread the ball out more. Um, I think that's one thing I like about Jordan is he's he spreads it. He, Jeff, you know, he was always either dumping it out of the backfield and um, to 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 Jameer Gibbs, or um, he was throwing it to Malachi on a RPO. But this past week, Jordan, he was slinging it. Uh, got a touchdown pass to Kyrie McGowan. Um, he had two actually, um, and then Kalani Norris. We got him involved in the run. In the, I mean, in the past game, um, Nate McCollum had a good reception. Do what? I was just gonna say that kind of tells me that Yates is going through the progressions better than yeah. Sims does. Yeah, I, I you could definitely tell the receivers 
Um, I'm not going to say that they dislike Jeff or anything like that. Like, obviously I wouldn't know, but there's, there's a sense of, okay, I'm, I'm going to actually go out here and I'll, I'm going to probably be targeted with, with Jordan back there because um, for the first time in a while, we had more guys targeted, more guys getting receptions. Um, we just looked a lot more like a spread team, like we're trying to look, right. you know, more than just one guy out there running around and everybody else is just so-so. So, um, and also when he scrambles, he does a really good job of keeping his eyes downfield and finding a guy. Uh, there, I mean, Kennesaw State had an issue where they just kept jumping off sides and he would get the ball and scramble out and look for someone to throw it to. And half the time we were declining the offsides penalty because he's finding a, a guy 10, 15 yards downfield and hitting them. So he's very, he's very um, cerebral. He's very smart. And like I said, he's he's careful with the ball. So I'm I'm cool with him for now until he gives me a reason not to. So yeah, I remember uh I remember watching his highlights when y'all got him. And I thought he he always looked like a good quarterback. He never had the size, but you know. Yeah, and that's his cool, knock. Cool to see him get but a chance. That's his knock. And and there's definitely been guys that are his height that were just elite, obviously. And I don't think he's that guy, but I think I I mean, obviously, I think we're a little limited with what we can do with him, but I do, I do think that he's a good enough quarterback, a solid enough athlete to, to get the job done for what we need him to do. So, right, big test this week. So we'll see. Well, I guess staying in the state, Davini, uh, commanding lead over UAB this weekend. With old, uh, with the mailman leading the charge, Stetson Bennett threw for 25 touchdowns in the first five minutes. Um, tell us about it. Yeah. Um, UGA, uh, or I should say Kirby and staff decided not to throw JT out there. Um, no need. He got uh, banged up, allegedly. Um in the Clemson game and in practice or what whatnot. And they threw old Stetson out there. Um and he balled out big time. His uh first five throws um went for like two hundred and forty yards and four of them were touchdowns. I mean it was NCAA stats there in the first half. Um but I mean overall I mean it was just a, a beat down. It was funny because UA UAB was bragging about how they had a top 10 defense, but that was after the first week, after they played like Jackson State and blah, blah, blah. And the quarterback looked god awful. Um, bro, Jacksonville State, put some respect on that name. They just beat FSU, bro. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And which, tells really you, which tells you just how bad that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, damn. Take your time, buddy. What was I? What was I talking about before you said that? I'm brain dead right now. Um, talking about their defense, I guess. What y'all did on offense? Yeah, they're bragging about having a top ten defense. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So I mean. Oh, I was going to tell you this. So, fun fact, um, UAB had more rushing yards on the first drive than Clemson had all game. Oh. Just going to throw that out there. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it was a lot of young guys played, obviously, because it was a thrashing. So, um, guys, hey, I have a fun fact for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Go for it. I've I've seen more national championships in my lifetime than you probably ever will. <laughs> I don't know about ever will, but right now, yes, you're right. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, I don't really know what else to talk about because it was freaking UAB. It was boring to watch after, like, the third quarter. Um, so, I mean, there's nothing really else I want to say about that. I get that. It took all I had to talk as much as I did about Kennesaw State, so. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like even if I do say something positive – but okay, I will say this. Uh, I feel like Munkin was coming after everybody that was talking shit about – the non-explosive pace because the first two drives were just fucking bombs downfield. Um, I was happy to see um, our lead receiver uh, is a tight end. Anybody, anybody think that was going to happen the first two games of the year? Hey, all I'm, no. all I'm saying, all I'm saying is I, I, I threw Brock's name out there. I said he was a bad boy in the first, in the first episode. So. Um, yeah, he's Jacob, going. if you need to clip that audio and throw it in here, just for, I mean, that dude's out there spazzing right now, so. Yeah, but yes. hey, we don't, we don't use the tight end, all right, chill. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Um, all right, Jacob, hit us with that uh, South Carolina, East Carolina. Uh, yeah, okay, so, obviously, um, I think in the in the preview episode, I said that I thought Luke Doty would start. Uh, maybe I did. Maybe I said Zeb Nolan. I don't know. Uh, but but Zeb Nolan did play. Um, no, you you said that you said that Luke Doty was going to start because y'all weren't going to throw him to the Wolves against Georgia for his first start of the year. Yeah, um, that is what I said. And, uh, and I was wrong. And I was wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. Um, but yeah, Zeb Nolan did play. Um, and he didn't play well. So there's that. Um, I'll just talk about the defense first. Defense actually looked pretty good. The defensive line, um, after I went back and rewatched it, they really um, manhandled that offensive line. But I mean, it's ECU; they should do that. It's not 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 saying that we have an elite defensive line or anything, but you know, they did what they needed to do. Um, uh, the secondary has been has been pretty good. Um, there's they only had their quarterback had 77 yards in the air and then that trick play they had 75 yards in the air on that one so 150 yards in the air total um half of them off that trick play um their offense really didn't do much um again that the first play trick play 75 yards and we just you know broke down in coverage um it happens uh and then um, second touchdown was after the carry on joiner fumble, uh, which I've watched that play over and over again. I think he was down, um, but that gave them the wall back on the 13 yard line. And then they took it in to go 14, nothing. Um, and at that point I was sweating a little bit. Um, I was actually sweating a lot, to be honest with you. We couldn't get the run game going, um, offensively, which was, a, which is just so surprising as has, was a trend at, against EIU as well, uh, the offensive line and just um, is not performing like they did last year. Um, 
But yeah, I mean the offense, the offense didn't didn't really come together till the end of the game. Didn't really do anything. Uh, we only scored one touchdown offensively, um, and it was to carry on Joiner in the back of the end zone. Uh, but yeah, I mean Josh Van, he's a he's a guy that's been there for a long time. He's he's had two big games. Looks like he's coming into uh, what we thought he might might be when we got him from recruiting. He was a I think he was a top two hundred guy. He was a four star, um, and he's been playing pretty well. Um, he did have that fumble on like the one millimeter line fumble out the back of the end zone. So you got to fix that. And then he had that bobble. Um, Bobble catch in the back corner of the end zone, um, which was which was really close too, uh, but ultimately got got called incomplete. So there are two plays that you know if he if he cleans it up he could have two touchdowns right there. Um, yeah, I mean, and then I guess you just got to talk about uh, Juju McDowell. I mean, I don't think we went we win that game without him. Um, he had a big kickoff return that set us up for a game-tying field goal. Um, and then had – yeah, yeah, game-tying field goal. And then had the two – was in the whole drive, the whole uh, winning drive, and helped them get into field goal position for the win. Um, so kind of surprised if, if you know, if someone would ask me who I thought – what running back would be in the last would be in for the last drive of the game. I think Juju McDowell probably would have been my fourth guess out of the running backs that we have. Um, but he's quickly becoming um, a big part of uh, what South Carolina does on offense and on special teams. So um, that's good to see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's a big win. Um, it's nice to see the guys overcome adversity. Um, didn't really answer that many questions. The defense, again, looked fine. Uh, second week in a row with a defensive touchdown. Um, but the offense, I mean, there's there's just still a lot of questions there. Got The offensive line has to look a lot better. Um, you know, the Zeb Nolan story has been really cool. Um, you know, the whole grad assistant turned quarterback, whatever, he's won the first two games, but I think we should just end it there um, and get Luke Doty back. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, or like we were talking about earlier, I said, I guess we'll get into this later, but, um, yeah, Luke Doty. Luke Doty needs to play next game. But, yeah, what y'all got? Yeah, that game was hard to watch. Um, it was. Everything that could go wrong for South Carolina did. Um, the officiating was interesting, to say the least. Uh, but yeah. Zeb is not the answer. Yeah, no, he's definitely not. I was I was waiting for them to bring Doty in after halftime, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I I really thought that we would see Doty at some point in that game, but uh, I don't know if he's more hurt than we thought or what's going on. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, Zeb, the Zeb experiment should hopefully is over, should be over. I don't know though. Zebula. Zebulaya. I call him Zebula. Nice. Yeah, you kept saying everything was going bad. I kept trying to get a score check while I was at the stadium for our game, and I 
couldn't. And I was just like, damn, the score looks like it's the same. But um, it seemed like a real tight one. So I wish I would have been able to watch it. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely um, stressful. I feel like I was all over the place with that recap because there's just so much, I mean, just so scatterbrained after that that game. I feel like we we played better than we played. I feel like we played okay, and then, you know, we had a fumble on the, on the one-inch line and then the incompletion in the back corner of the end zone that, I mean, he caught, but he was bobbling a little bit when he stepped out. Um, just little things that we need to clean up. Um, just offensive line is sucking. I don't know what's going on. Got to figure it out. But yeah, I mean, it's nice to be nice to be two and zero on the on the Beamer train. Keep rolling. So Sam, All right. If you're yeah. uh, if you're here now and want gotta, to give give a recap of Clemson South Carolina State, we got seven minutes left, so I figure like you um, can you can fit that in there. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's not going to take me long. It's South Carolina State. Um, I think the biggest thing is that um, Clemson fans and. I think everyone at this point is wondering where the hell DJ's at because the guy that we saw for two games last year, um, he's, he's, he's yet to show up. Um, but at the same time, I think although he doesn't really look comfortable, I think that especially Clemson fans who are like getting pissed off at him. I mean, you gotta, I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta take a look around and read the room just in the sense that like for me, thinking back on Deshaun Watson as a junior before he went to be the number 12 overall pick. I mean, for the first four or five games of the year, he did not look good at all. I mean, we almost lost to Troy at home because he kept throwing interceptions. Uh, he couldn't hit the deep ball. I remember Sid vividly telling me that he was going to be an asshole quarterback in the NFL because he couldn't <laughs> throw the deep ball. Um, yeah. I did. I, I will admit to that because he couldn't. Everything was either way up the seam or it was six yards out of bounds. And I remember right. talking about that. Right. He was he was going full Joe Milton. Yeah. And I think right now DJ is just going full Joe Milton because he's he's not being asked to make multiple reads and he can't. Well, not to say that he can't, but right now he won't come off his initial read. Um, it's almost like he's just, it's almost like he's in high school. Like you're, you're waiting on your number one guy to just make a play for you and get separation. And then you, then you just throw an absolute missile at his chest and he either catches it or it hits him in the face mask or you go full Joe Milton and you throw it into the freaking stands. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think for, for people to sit here and expect him to be, like Trevor Lawrence was as a freshman is just completely it's just it's just out of bounds I mean we can't like think of any other good team like other than Alabama I can't think of a team that's gone just consecutive like quarterbacks like we have like there's always going to be a guy that just takes some time to settle in and I think ultimately he might even have a higher ceiling than 
Trevor or Deshaun because he has a cannon. Uh, so the way that you can stretch defenses with him and run him in powers is, I mean, it's just different. So um, just to just to get that out of the way, I also think that part of it is the fact that we haven't we haven't really gone tempo yet. Um, we also don't have anybody in like the horizontal game. Like if you think back on it, Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence both benefited from the fact that they had guys like Artavis Scott and Amari Rogers and some kid named Hunter Renfro that you just threw it in the zip code and they went and got it. Um, you could also use those guys to like motion them back and forth, you know, create a lot of stress on the defense, especially in the box. And right now we don't have that. Um, so I think whereas, you know, you could you could throw 15 screens a game to a guy like Amari Rogers or throw 15 slants to Hunter Renfro and your efficiency is going to look crazy good. We don't have that right now. We're we're like we're throwing to the boundary and trying to get guys out on the field side and let DJ just unload. Um, but it's just it's just not there yet. Um, so. I just wanted to preface with that um, because, again, I, I think he'll be fine. I think by the end of the year, we'll look back on this and be like, damn, he, he really looked awful at first. Um, at least that's my hope. But other than that, I mean, I thought we were obviously more almost vindictive in the run game. Kobe Pace, seven carries for 68 and a tutty. I don't think he had a single carry uh, after about five minutes into the second half. Uh, Will Shipley, eight carries for 80 yards, a couple touchdowns. Um, I mean, dude, Shipley looks like the real deal. Um, but then you also have DJ, who was completely useless in the run game against Georgia. Five carries for 23 yards, a couple of goal line carries and, and touchdowns. So that whole Taj Boyd thing that we used to do where we'd run the inverted veer and read options and stuff down by the goal line and just beg you to tackle him. seems like that's what we're back to because homie's, homie's 250, 247, something like that. Um, so, I mean, it's going to take – it's going to take a defensive lineman to match up with him size-wise on the goal line. And then and at that point, all he's got to do is just fall forward. Um, so, that was nice to see, although it was against um, South Carolina State. Um, but then, I mean, other than that, the defense been through eight quarters, still haven't allowed an offensive touchdown. Um, but that's not really the point. I think it's always cool in games like this. You get to see the young guys get out there and fly around. Um, biggest takeaway, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is a dog. 13 snaps, five tackles, and a sack. Um, bring, bring that ass here, boy, period. Um, also, Kevin Swint. Kevin Swint's a guy that we we signed in maybe 2019 um, as like an undersized weak side defensive end or outside linebacker, I mean. And uh, he's sort of grown into a defensive end, and he looked like a bat out of hell um, in just the little bit of time he got. Four tackles, two and a half tackles for loss. I think he only played like 30-something snaps. So, he looked really good. Obviously, R.J. Mickens, a reserve safety, got his first interception. So, just cool to see new guys, younger guys getting out there and playing. Um, but, yeah, like Sid said, there's not much to say when you beat up on a, a lower-tier program like this. Right. 
Well, uh, I think that was a pretty good recap. So um, I was able to watch a little bit of y'all's game. Uh, so We suck. And you can't really oh, get still recording. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. All right, well, there are the recaps. Uh, 4-0 this week, the four vert boys. Um, so I guess we'll hop over to the next episode. Peace.